Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the All Elite Murder Theater Podcast. We are in rare form on this fine Sunday afternoon. Happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day to my wife and to Chris's wife and everybody else. So let's rock and roll and talk about the events of AEW. How's everybody doing? How you doing, Chris? Feel good, man. Yeah. Feel good. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How about you, Miss Tammy? I'm great. I'm on my second mimosa. Yeah. I'm ready to do this thing. Right. So what does everybody think about Stu Grayson not re-signing to AEW? Starting out with a negative. Boo. We lost well, our Viking. We lost our Viking. We need to get him back. I still have hope. I think he's going to uh, be back. Let's, okay, listen. I like Stu Grayson as much as anybody else. I love the Dark Order. It's not as if AEW was going to push him as some big-time star. Dark Order's not really going to have much difference whether he's there or not. I get it, okay? They're, they're, they're bringing us all of this new content, much more fanfare, bigger budgets for their shows, bigger budgets for the roster. So they have to tighten it in certain places. And that means all your mid-card to low-card talent is on the block. And business is business. It's not as if they're firing people in the middle of contracts and stuff. Like, they're just letting some people not get renewed. And that's, it's not a bad thing, per se, from, like, a a human perspective. Because if you're not really, really doing something big, like, maybe you're not holding your value. Um, He's a fun guy. He was very entertaining. I have a feeling he's going to be fine wherever he ends up. Yeah. That's all. I Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm going to definitely miss him. I'm. I, I, it's weird because I know that him and Evil Uno have been like tag team partners for like the past 15, 16 years. Very or long so. time. Yeah. And so that's got to be pretty odd for him to have to deal with that. I saw him, he put a tweet up and he said that, you know, Stu's pretty great and he's, he'll be successful wherever he goes. Um, but, you know, of course when we when we we're used to something and then they they it changes it kind of it's 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 a, a bit of a uh, an adjustment period so but yeah well i'm sad about it i'm not going to be nice like y'all I and, and you're you're allowed to be sad about it. you're feelings. allowed to be bummed yeah. out yeah. i am bummed i really love dark order i don't like seeing one single member go and i don't i right. mean um is there any i, I could see go I might have to reevaluate that statement in the future, but right now, I like them. They're I, they're my favorite faction, and I thought he did add a lot of value. And if if the storyline isn't happening, I don't know if that's his fault. But I do feel like there's a lot of transition. All these like big stars, and now the the um, uh, uh, Ring of Honor and all of that. But at the same time, it feels like it feels like when your town gets gentrified a little. You know, that's how I'm starting to feel like I'm so new into this and I'm just really getting to know these people. And I've been like, we've all like been talking about them for a while now. I think we started this in December. Um, But so I does like, it's a weird feeling being new, getting used to people and then they leave. And then all these new people that everyone else knows who they are, but I don't it coming in and everyone's so excited and I don't know. I still like a little grassroots, like bring the star up yourself kind of thing. So I think he will be back. 
And, you know, maybe there's a storyline that he can reunite with the Dark Order and that could be cool. But like you always say, Chris, I don't think Dark Order gets the attention they deserve. And I think they deserve a lot more. I think they're excellent. I never watch a Dark Order match and am bummed with any of the mixture of any of the people. I am consistently entertained. And I can't say that about all the big stars all the time. So I I would hope that they could get storylines and push Dark Order up one day. And that's just like on my wish list type of thing. So, all right. Well, here's here's what I'm going to say. And I, I texted you guys about this briefly. Um, prepare yourselves for a little more heartache if that's if that's how you're feeling because we're we're in a time period now where a lot of three-year contracts and stuff are going to start coming to an end and there's no guarantees on anybody getting renewed right now because all those initial signees were not super big names Um, many of them have not had prominent storylines or anything at least in the last year or two Um, I I think this is like the beginning of quite a few uh non-renewals and again they're not releases they're not getting fired um they're not leaving because of turmoil it's 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 just how contracts work you know um yeah and and they've only got so much money and so much tv time to go around so it perhaps is better to let somebody go than to keep them under a contract and not really have them be able to do anything right i agree and i understand those things but i still as just a fan and somebody new to it um, you know, nobody has all this value to me from anywhere else. I, I it's all I've ever known. Like, well, that is my suggestion to you then follow Stu where Stu goes and watch yeah. what he does next and start paying attention to, to the Indies and watch those things because those people might make come back and forth. And again, because this is the first like earmark basically of when contracts are going to start coming up for a lot of original talent. Um, we're going to see people leave. We're going to see new people coming in and it, there's a lot of good stuff happening on the Indies. There's like a whole Renaissance right now of like small independent promotions that are popping up everywhere and getting popularity. Um, so it's not like you can't see him anymore. It's just that you won't see him in AEW for now. Yeah. And I mean, you never another state, not seeing your friends all the time, but you can see him on the internet type of thing. Right. I understand. I get it. But, you know, I can't help my feelings and we'll see. And, you know. and his his uh, his I think he put out a tweet, basically, kind of just addressing the whole thing. It was very positive and very professional. I don't think there's any bridges burned. I think the door is always going to be open if, if they can work something out. That would be absolutely great. You're right about that. Um, but in the meantime, it doesn't seem like he's too entirely upset. And there there may have been some signs that the writing was on the wall for them as well. We don't really know. Okay. Thank you for helping me process my feelings there. Well, I mean, I, I definitely get it because it does suck when you like somebody and then they're no longer with the company and you don't really watch anything else. And it's like, well, now how am I going to know? But that's that's your job as you gain uh, experience as a fan. You're going to have to branch out eventually and start watching some of the other stuff, too. That's true. I'm going to have to give up all my life stuff. and just watch 24-7 wrestling now. So I can keep up with all my family members. You know, it's not always Jedi or Sith Lord. There are uh, there's other fourth force sensitive factions who uh, put on great products. So that's true. Cool. That's true. Impact's pretty good. I mean, I like watching Impact every once in a while. So that's not bad. It's got some stars in there. And um, 
I, I'm curious to see how they're going to deal with Ring of Honor. It doesn't seem like we've gotten much news as far as that's concerned or how they're going to even work that. I don't know if Khan is waiting for his uh, HBO streaming deal to be able to put that around. It's it's hard to tell. So Maybe um, he's waiting to see what this whole Warner Media contract is going to end up doing. Yeah, that's true, too. You never know. So. I think I think the product is going to be changing as a whole pretty soon for AEW just because of that whole network merger and the new owners and all that stuff. I, I think we're in for some changes, but that's that's also evolution, um, and it's a sign of growth. Sometimes when not so awesome things happen and people get let go, that's actually just a sign that the company's just getting bigger. Yeah, that's true, and it is getting bigger. I mean, you're getting more and more stars. I mean, it's getting yeah. it's getting crowded in there, man, for sure. Yeah, our it's, baby's growing up. And I don't like it. Well, it's good it's, though. It's, yeah, they're I'm they're sure like, it is. I'm sure it is. It they're is. full it's, right now. I mean, there's a lot of people that aren't getting TV time that should be. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into Dynamite, man. That was uh coming off good the shows there. this week, right? It, it was a good, yeah, definitely a good show. There's a couple things that you know I didn't think were that great, but hey, we'll get into that. But most, for the most part, I think it was a really pretty good, pretty good week. So, I mean, what, I mean, overall, let's get into the Bobby Fish Jeff Hardy match. Um, see, this is the one that I was kind of like, um, I don't know, man, because it's like, it's <sighs> way I don't know, because I mean, it's like Bobby Fish has been there a while. He's had to go through the whole dark thing. He's a good technical wrestler. He kind of like. He's a little bit more, I mean, I think he looks smoother than Jeff Hardy in that match. And, of course, they give the win to Jeff. And it's like, did he deserve that win? I don't know, man. I'm, I was just like, ah. And it was like, I don't know. I don't know. Tammy, you want to start out with your notes on this? Or do you want, what do you want to do? I mean, I, I'm, whenever someone calls me up to the plate, I, I do it. So it's fine. I don't have an order I care about. So sure. Um, I think I kind of have a similar feeling as you, but I put, um, yep, I'm enjoying Bobby Fisher's intro more. Neon pink is burning my eyes. I wonder who will win. The dragon screwed move. I forgot it now, but cool name. Okay, I think I know it. Know the move now. He did it again. Wish Bobby Fish would finish this, but I suspect a rebound from Jeff. That's his name, right, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, people yelling, delete, delete, delete. Hardy finally comes back. Why are Darby and Sting watching? Hardy almost dove on Fish, but Fish got up and active in time. He counters well. Things get exciting when they're both leg locked. Hardy finally jumps on Fish and swantons him for the win. Hardy wins. A-OK -okay wrestle, quality wrestle. I put an A-OK -okay quality wrestle. A-OK -okay quality wrestle. So in that meaning, like... You know, I'm rarely in Bobby Fisher's corner. It's not because he's not a good wrestler. It's just, the, you know, his character and, and usually part of the storyline. Um, also, I think I'm always resentful to almost everybody that comes out and immediately is beloved without earning it from me. So I always reserve, uh, except for Keith Lee. I immediately loved him within three seconds. Um, it didn't matter what happened after that. Um, so this time I was more excited for Bobby Fish. I enjoyed Bobby Fish. I liked his intro more. There's something about Jeff Hardy that isn't getting to me. So um, 
at all. I'm sure I know he's a big star, world renowned, great wrestler. He does amazing things, jumping off crazy things. I respect the hell out of it. But this match, I wasn't really excited for him. And that might change in another time. But uh, but they're both great wrestlers. So that's why I said it was a OK quality wrestle. To quote Jr. They have a high wrestling IQ. Yes, I love that. I mean, that's going to be in my wrestle rating schedule. I know. I know. A high IQ wrestle? A high IQ wrestle. Okay, that may come around again for me because that does like resonate in certain ways. This this was the new metal versus hardcore wrestle, in my my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. Huh. it was. That's fair. It was a huh. good it, it was a good match, but in my eyes, Bobby Fish is better right now. He's better right now. In my eyes, technically. That's- so a valid point he is he's better so i felt that he should have won it i mean i know they're they're cradling jeff hardy and he's but i think jeff's you know he's a better tag team guy in my opinion and i think bobby fish should have gone on they should have put him in with like going against because then he's going to get in the mix with kyle o'reilly he's going to get in the mix with adam cole and that could have been a great like one-on-one like the, the buddies wrestling each other and going after one another. And so, you know, it's cool that Jeff is advanced and that's that, you know, that that's the way they want to run the, run the story. But I, I disagreed with it. So Chris, how do you feel about it? Hold on. Uh, Before I, you talk, right. Chris, let's, I just want to say one thing, Mark the date. I agree with Rafe on this completely. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I agree with both you guys. Um, I think Jeff has had a bit of a rough start in AEW. And I think to anybody who's been watching Jeff Hardy for a number of years, it is very apparent that Jeff may not be at his healthiest right now. He seems to be a little bit kind of beat up and like tired um, Mm -hmm. more than what he normally would be in like TV matches and stuff. But I, I, that's not, that's not just since being an AEW guy. I think this has been going on for about a year or so. Um, where he's just, I think his body is just like, dude, come on. When are we going to stop throwing ourselves off of things? Uh, and he's a little bit slower. He's a little bit, um, it, it almost feels less coordinated. Uh, and, yeah. and Rafe, to your point about him being a tag team guy, you're absolutely right. I think Jeff Hardy, part of his appeal is how he works in a tag team. And there's a, there's a big dynamic that's put into that when you have a partner who's in the ring for part of the time, and then you can get a hot tag in, throw a couple of crazy moves, and then you're back in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows you to not have to work, work, work through a match. Uh, and that, that may be a strong point for him. Um, I did like this match. I thought it was really good. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I, I don't know that a year ago I would have been like, Oh man, I can't wait to see Bobby fish wrestle Jeff Hardy someday. I don't think I, <laughs> I don't think I would have given a shit. Right. Um, but it was a cool pairing and I, and I enjoyed it. And Bobby fish looked great in this, uh, despite not winning. I don't think he lost any momentum or, or lost, um, there was, there was nothing negative on him from losing this match. When you lose to Jeff Hardy, it's not as if you're losing to some young person uh, who's an up-and-comer and you're putting them over. You're just putting over a legend in the business. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of tradition in that aspect. I don't see the Hardys losing to a lot of people 
uh, from a business perspective. It just doesn't make sense. They've put in the work. They've paid their dues for decades, multiple decades. And uh, Tammy, to your point about when new people come in um, and they already have a fan base built in, have faith because the reason that fan base exists is because there's something there. Um, and whether that be this person's a great talker, whether it be this person does awesome in-ring work, whether that means they're very unique in their style, uh, there's always something there. So I get the idea of, oh, this guy already has a built-in fan base. You're going to have to earn me. I get that. But at the same time, understand that even if you're not into it, there's a reason that person is super over already, yeah. right? Yeah. They've right. already done the work. Yeah. Um, and at this stage in his career, he doesn't really need to prove anything. Very true. Uh, he already did that 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, and, and for a while leading up to 20 years ago, there was, there's a lot of stuff already built in. Um, but yeah, I thought this was good. I enjoyed it. I don't think it needed to be a part of the tournament. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. I think they just wanted to get Jeff in the tournament. So go ahead, Tammy. I have a declaration. Hear ye, hear ye from this moment forward because of Chris's wisdom he just shared. I shall do my homework. When a new person comes on, I will go look them up and learn a little bit about why people are so excited in the future. I will spend 30 minutes in a week to do so. Uh oh, that's a lot. Not not more than that. That seems fair. That seems fair. Uh, and don't ever write down any declaration because you don't want Nicolas Cage showing up to steal it. That's fine. Or would I? <laughs> Quick plug. I would love I to like get in a tussle with Nick Cage. Quick plug. Not because I find I... him attractive. So don't think that people just because it would be a hilarious story for later. Hmm? We went for our anniversary yesterday. We started our day going and watching uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah. He's in it. I'm pretty sure oh, it's like, yes. Is it it's great? fantastic. Go watch it. It's okay. Great. If you yeah. like Nick Cage, it's great. I of find course. it anyway. Okay. Well, also, not be a great person to thought, come into so. AEW and become a wrestler. A couple of notes, though. We got to come out of this match. The Bucks came out on this match, too. Let's keep that in mind. Yes. So they're of course they did. And he, Thank and goodness there was no shenanigans. I expected shenanigans in this match. I expected a cheap win. Uh, but much like with the Kyle O'Reilly match, we didn't see that. So that No, was we nice. didn't see that. And then but one of my favorite lines from Jer, looks like somebody dressed in the closet. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at my wife. I go, doesn't everybody get dressed in or near their closet? She was like, maybe not, I guess. I was like, that's a weird fucking thing to say. Wouldn't it be like got dressed with the lights off or something? Like what? Got dressed in the closet? Somebody got dressed what in the closet. About not all of us have walk-in closets. So maybe that's what he means. We don't either. I have one of those closets like back in Buckingham Apartments by the door and there's not a lot going on. There's shit falling on you and it's dark in there and you're trying to get dressed. See, that's the key though. It's dark. Yeah. yeah, forget in the closet. Like, who cares? Yeah, right. he should have said dark in the closet. That's like, true. logically, the best place to get dressed is in the closet because that's where everything lives, right? Come on, Jr. It was funny. Though, a slip of the lip. Slip, slip of the lip. He's got he got dressed in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some Jr. So then, after that, we got into the William Regal promo. I thought that was gold. 
That was cool. The scars tell the story. What they had it was that that was the one where they were roughing up Yuta in the in the in the training room, right? They were like kicking his ass. Right. We'll cut you straight down your cheek. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Beautiful. And then we bust out with the Blackpool Combat Club versus Butcher Blade and Angelico. All right. I had a Or as William Regal said, is it Angelico? Angelico. Angelico? And then somebody said, no, actually, it's Angelico. And he goes, well, no, he's An- Angelico to me. That's right. how I yes, know Yes, I heard that. And I was like, that's a beautiful recovery. I love William Regal on commentary, by the way. It's so funny and so fun. It really and is. it's not funny on purpose. And that's the best part about it. What was another one? He's like a shrimp at happy hour. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> I wrote it down. I was like, this what's a shrimp hour. at happy hour? <laughs> I don't know what you meant. It's a slobber knocker. This one, this one was a just like, and then what he also, William Regal goes, I like watching large men. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so, Tammy, you want to do your notes on this? Sure. All right. Not too long. They do get smaller as they go, so it gets a little more difficult to read, but all right. Less and less. (laughs) Well, I start to, because I start running out of room on the page, so the words start to get smaller and smaller, and then I'm running out of more room, and I start going up the side, and then I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, so uh, just know that. That's just the way it goes. We figure it out as we go, right? Okay. Butcher ambushes Mox. Everything's chaos, even before the bell. Angelico is getting seen again. Yuta getting a pop from the crowd. Everyone's great. Everyone's getting a turn. A lot of good wrestlers working together. Yuta gets the squeeze by Angelico. Fun teamwork from Butcher and Blade. Mox is crazy. Throwing the blade and biting the Butcher. Angelico is flying around until Danielson kicks him. Then there's a group kick fest. And the Blackpool Combat Club wins a pinnacle wrestle. The triple submission, wasn't it? The finish. Yeah. It was. Just another brutal display of the Blackpool Combat Club's dominance in the ring. I thought it was so fun. Yeah. That one was a fun one. I like that. Uh, there's a couple of good lines. He said, P- Mox's patience had grown thin. And so that's why he went off on him. That was another great line. Um, Chris, what's your thoughts, man? Um, it was a fun match. I mean, I'm starting to get accustomed to this whole like, okay, if we've got a a three on three and it's Blackpool Combat Club, it's basically going to be the three of them taking turns beating the shit out of somebody, and then there's going to be some submission at the end. Most of their most of their matches so far have ended in submission. They're not doing pins. It's not a one two three. It's Somebody's tapping out um, because they're just mangling their opponents. So going into that and knowing what the outcome will probably be, it's it's fun, but it's also like I need some story here. I need I need something to make this um, uh, matter a little bit. I want it to feel like something is happening because right now it's just they're just going through the roster and steamrolling everybody, and that's cool and everything. But what is the next step in evolution for them? Where does it go from there? I know. I know. It's a trios. Trios championship. I was thinking the same thing when they announced those. 
They well, made the they, didn't, they actually haven't announced them. They, they haven't uh, announced it at all, but it's they've made the belts. The rumors are that the belt is made for the trios. One Mr. Meltzer yeah. uh, leaked that. He said, you know, the titles are there. They're apparently there's there's word that they're waiting for Omega to be back before they introduce them, which is weird. Um, I don't think that's necessary. Like there's a lot of teams right now that could do the whole three person team. And I hope I uh, see here's here's the issue. I want to see some tag titles that can be spread out. So if they're not going to do mixed tag matches and things like that, then they need a set of women's tag titles. Right. Yeah. And the same is going to go for the uh, the the three. You have to introduce this for the entire roster. Otherwise, you're automatically cutting off. And in AEW, it may, I mean, with signings the way they've been and with TV time alone and who is being put on TV, forget the time part, just the faces, right? Because, yes, the women's division gets slammed into about a quarter hour of every week, uh, and that's when they do everything that's related to women, and then everything else is just all it's the gone. dudes. Yeah. Um, but that being said, there is a certain group of faces that they use for the men's division there's a certain group of faces they use for the women's division and when you put those next to each other on any given show on any given week it's almost the same amount of people right they'll have like five or six women loaded into this one little period of tv and then the rest of the night it's seven maybe eight guys in matches um that take up the the rest the bulk of the tv time so there there's really not a lack of women's talent they need to acknowledge the division and give the division some more prominence and give it some more titles. Cause right now they have two singles titles for the women. One of them is on a rookie essentially. And the other one is not even considered like a real title. Like when was the last time and Thunder Rose is the only credible champion in the women's division right now, despite the fact that they have a lot of credible contenders. Very true. I it's agree strange. With you. I agree. So the whole the whole thing of the trios titles, it's like, okay, but you've already got tag titles, and nobody gets those that that's not male tag teams. So now the trios titles, we're gonna have male trios as well. We need more opportunity for the women. There's not enough, and there's not enough TV time. I don't like it because I think that the the women's roster that AEW has is capable of great things, and they don't use them correctly. Agreed. Agreed and 100%. Rant. And scene. And scene. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. Well, hopefully that they, they get something going in the future. Because, I mean, I'll tell you what. You go on Twitter, a lot of people agree with you. A lot of people agree with you. That there's got to be more women stuff. That they're not giving women enough. They're not. There's not. There's a, one match on every Wednesday night. Two matches maybe on Friday. A bunch on Dark. And- and if there is more than one match, that just means that they're shorter than they already are. Yep. Yeah, it's very true. So then after that, we got into the Starks versus Jurassic Express Pomo. And I thought, he said, these shades aren't fake. I thought that was kind of funny. He's like, your fake shades. So now this is Jungle Boy going after the FTW title. Um, I'll start with Chris. What's your thoughts on this promo? It's not a real title. This is stupid. I don't care. 
All right, Tammy, do you have any invested interest in this at all? No. Place card holder. Place card holder. Oh, I guess we'll move on from that. And then we got into the Swerve Lee promo, and they're they're challenging Starks Hobbs too, which is very strange because now we've got Starks and Hobbs going after Jurassic Express or one or two of the people in Jurassic Express, and now we've got this Swerve Lee uh, thing that's going on too. So it's like, what's going? What are they doing with Team Taz here? There's somebody else too in that picture right now that's after uh, Starks and Hobbs. I can't remember who it is. But they have like three active storylines right now, and none of them are moving along at a decent pace. No, I don't. I don't think so either. So I'm. I'm not. I'm curious to see how they're gonna like, you know, put this all together. You know, and then we get to the match. Ooh, this was a match, man. I really like this match. This is Wardlow versus William Morrissey or Big Cass. He said, "Looks like they cleaned out the detention cells." That was one of the lines in there. <laughs> MJF was watching from the back. Um, I'll tell you, man, I really like this. This was fun. This was showcasing how Wardlow can really go through and, like, be the dominant force, not only just be a big man, but be, like, a a guy that can fly off the ropes, a guy that can, can you know, work the mat, guy that can go after an opponent that's much, much bigger than him. He does the one bomb and pin because I don't think any human being on earth could bomb that dude more than one time. <laughs> that man is giant. Uh, and then, of course, you had the the absolute look on on MJF's face that was priceless when he um, when he uh, when he uh, when he lost. <laughs> so, um, Tammy, what do you think of this? Well, first, I want to ask: Did your background change? It did. Oh, okay. I wanted to have the look. I didn't of, know if I was hallucinating. Okay. Um, MJF's face. I haven't had that many mimosas. All right. Let's see. Wardlow versus. I put who is mystery. Um, here come here he comes. It's Morrissey though, right? Yep. Here he comes. I mean, I didn't know when I wrote that. I write it in real time and never look back. If you all wonder what the hell's going on with this, here he comes. I like his black onesie. MJF comes out, of course, to announce mystery opponent while Spears bouncing around. Opponent is a large man named Morrissey. There we go. There's his name. He looks intense. I love, I love <laughs> that you called it a onesie. That makes it so much better. Oh, onesie. I just described the best I have the language for in the moment. Okay. Works for me. And, and he looks intense. So far, a very good match. Both strong. Good back and forth. Uh-oh, Wardlow takes a few. What does that say? More hits. So he takes a few. I didn't know if it was move hits, more hits. I couldn't read my R. Hits than he's used to. Yeah, he was getting a little bit more than we've seen. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and the crowd starts to chant for Warlow as he takes a beating. But not long before he's on his feet again, he jumps off the ropes and puts his straps down so he knows he's about he's about to do some power bombing. He power bombs Morrissey for the win. And then starts attacking security. He's taken down like 30 already. He's like a charging bull. This is a charging bull wrestle. <laughs> oh. Battle of the behemoths, it was. It was. This was, uh, this was fun, man. Go ahead, Chris. Okay. Um, good match. I really didn't know who was going to win this because if you're talking about Morrissey, right, you're talking about somebody who's being pushed very heavily in impact right now. 
Um, Wardlow definitely had to work his ass off in this one. He uh, he proved he he proved his metal, if you will. Um, very fun to watch this though. Uh, there was a lot of moments where it was like, "Ooh, I can't believe this is happening." Oh, I can't believe. Ooh, Wardlow just took a bad shot there. Oh, damn, he's fighting back. There was a lot of good stuff uh, and a lot of like. Oh my God, kind of moments. Um, the power bomb at the end, I thought it was. First of all, I can't believe he actually power bombed him. I did not think he was going to be able to do that. I thought this was going to be Wardlow's first win without a power bomb because Morrissey's just fucking ginormous, right? He's huge. Um, but the second he did it, I was like, holy shit, he could probably hit him with a couple more of these. Cause it was very smooth. It was very clean. There was no like strain. It was, it was a really good power bomb um, as opposed to what was it? Lance Archer. He had a harder time with him doing the power bombs than he did with Morrissey. Um, and maybe that's just a matter of how Morrissey took the power bomb. Maybe he just, you know, assisted a little better, if you will. Sure. Um, but yeah, it was respectful because, you know, you're talking about somebody who's getting heavily pushed at another company. They're giving you this talent, um as as kind of a, a favor almost and then you know you don't want to you don't want to put him away super disrespectful throw a bunch of power bombs on somebody who's supposed to be very dominant um because that make that makes your product look insignificant and trashy compared to the product where this person went um so yeah i think uh i think both of these guys look great coming out of this and it was super fun and entertaining to watch i'm curious about this whole contract signing next week uh mjf says fine you want your match you'll get it i have some conditions of course he fucking does i thought this all this stuff leading up to that was the conditions but no apparently there are some incoming shenanigans uh and we're gonna find out in long island the home of the salt of the earth himself mjf great it's gonna be great what do you think he's gonna do what do you think his stipulations are oh this you is never your know. You never know with MJF. I think there's going to be a stipulation of him not being able to get out of the contract if he wins. Or if he does, he's got to give up a lot to get out. Um, go ahead, Tammy. What do you think? I don't think he'll be allowed to power bomb. Oh, maybe that that's that 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 may be a condition, yeah. Part of me thinks Wardlow is going to have to wrestle in handcuffs. Ooh. That's, yeah. That's exciting. Or what, going to a promo that's in Rampage, I hate to jump ahead, but then you look at that Spears. Is it Spears and MJF? Like a handicap match. A handicap match. What does a handicap Uh, match mean? Two it's on when one. it's not one on one, it's okay. one versus multiple people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, hey, I we'll think, see. I mean, we'll see. You know, of course, you know, MJF is genius anyway. So it's always fun. It's always, you know, always for fun. the longest time, we were talking about how they dragged this thing along and Wardlow was never going to make the move. And now that they have, it's very good. The story's great. Um, all the angles are fun. Every match so far leading up to this has been great. Uh, yeah, it, it might've taken us a while to get here, but this, this is some great TV. But I also want to add this to this. And I think that this is what really kind of like makes it that much, that much better. It's like, we're really seeing 
Wardlow become a 10 times better wrestler throughout yeah. this whole thing. I love if you, that. If, if you think about it, the early on when we see him, he goes out there, he smashes a dude, he's done. Right? He was a background guy for the most part. And he was a background guy for the most part. No one really knew who he was. They knew he was a big guy, right? They knew he had power, he was strong. But now we see him going off the top rope. We see him doing mat work. We see him being super fast. We see him being like the ultimate big, versatile wrestler, like a giant Brian Danielson, you know, in a way, you know? The only thing we haven't seen him really do is a lot of like holds and submission type of things, you know? So that's, I think, going to be the next level for, for Wardlow. And I think that's what's going to be highlighted in this match with MJF. Because if you look at the MJF match versus Darby, right? Remember that match? That was all holds and moves, and, and they were all over the ring that whole time when they wrestled. And so I think maybe this is where Wardlow says, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out-wrestle you, period, MJF, and that's, that's really going to put him over. And then he's going to be the, 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 the all-around wrestler. And I think that yeah. that's how they're developing this story, and I think that they did a good job on it. And I think it's a more romantic version uh, of in-ring work as well, in the sense that it's more, um, I love the business so much. I'm not going to rely on just being powerful. I'm going to, I'm going to learn technique and I'm going to learn how to, how to maneuver things the same way a smaller person would. So I'm not just this big giant that comes in and just crushes everybody. I can also wrestle. I can also do flippy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think Wardlow's at the very beginning of his evolution as like a real um, big name yeah. in the business. I agree. I think so too, man. And I think he's going to be huge. So, cause, cause in AEW, you know, there's not a lot of these big guys in other companies. There's tons of big dudes that go out and do all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. Um, that's why when Keith Lee came in, a bunch of people were surprised like, wow, this dude can do all kinds of wild shit. Yeah. That's not that uncommon. It's just not super common in AEW. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when we jump into the Brit uh, hater versus Soho Storm promo with the no violence, you know, we'll we'll get to that later. And then we go. Ruby to, was fucking hilarious in that segment. Ruby has been hilarious in all these promos. Oh, she's so good. She's so funny. And, uh, you know, I liked her promo on that. So that was good. Um, then we get into the Adam Page promo, which I thought was. You know, it's like, okay, now is he turning heel? I did like the line where he said, you're going to go and you're going to go back to the uh, the merch table and get your refund match refund back before or before you get a chance to burn that shirt, which I thought was really I thought that was a cool line. And then he says he's going to be a fight for what do you Tammy? What do you think of Adam Page like almost being heelish in this promo? see it that way but i guess i didn't read it that way i just thought it was someone that was passionate and and saying i'm gonna fuck you up you know as the champion that's your job you gotta fuck everyone else up that's how you get that title so i don't look at it as heelish i just look at it as badass and did he have an interesting shirt on because i think i i put in my notes something about adam's awesome shit but i also wonder if i met his shirt you meant his shirt he did have a very very nice shirt on adam's awesome shit (laughs) it's like he's that's his new brand uh 
Adam's awesome. The Conway shit, awesome shit. It's yeah. his, it's his barbecue sauce. <laughs> I was gonna say, Jr. is doing a partnership. We're gonna get some Hangman's awesome shit coming out. What yeah. What's so that's what happens is I miss whole letters. You know, that's why I'm glad I was like, what was I saying there? But I, I vaguely remember a really cool shirt. Yeah. No, I don't see it the same way. I just see him as being intense. You know, that's not always a bad thing. You got to win. That's your job. You got to be fired up. If you're not fired up to, to, to kick everyone's ass and make sure you retain your title, what are you even doing there? Yeah. What's your thoughts, Chris? What, how did you, how do you feel about this? Do you think he's turning heel or do you think he's, he's just, I being, don't think, I don't mean. think he's making a turn. I think he's just, uh, Hangman has has had to really um, not be such a nice guy for his 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 few title defenses that he's had, right? Right. Um, and I think as a personality, Hangman is like a very like humble kind of nice dude. So in order to make that believable as a champion, you have to have a like a mean streak, right? Um, the promo was okay, in my opinion. I don't think it was great. Uh, and I'm not super excited about the match, but I think they're they're lining this thing up for possibly doing it at what all out. No, it's going on at um, double or nothing. Okay, so double or nothing, which is yeah. The end I mean, of that's month. a big show. It's a big show. It's a big deal for AEW. It's kind of like their WrestleMania. Um, yeah, double or nothing's a big deal. So. We'll see what happens. Um, I kind of feel like this might be when they're going to switch the title over. So, hmm. I have a question. Yeah. What does double or nothing mean? That sounds like gambling. But what is the? It is. Like, it's is, a gambling. Is it just term. made up, or it's just, is it? It's just the theme of it. It's like it was, it's, the just, theme, it's just the, the name of their pay per view. Oh, it's just they the do name. double or nothing because they have all out and all in and. Whatever yeah. the fuck. I don't know. For some reason, they've centered their whole marketing material around gambling. Hmm. That's okay. because I think the first big pay-per-view was in Las Vegas, and that's where they did the double or nothing there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there something called Casino Royale? Or is that something Well, else? yeah, that's a thing they do, too. It all ties into the thing. Yeah. Or what about the one when they have all the crazy people come in, like, every two seconds? What's That one had a gambling name, right? Battle Royale. Oh. That's also that's also the casino battle okay. royal thing, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to know. Thank you. All right. So then we go into the Jay Lethal promo where he wants his red carpet. Damn it! And I agree with Jay because I don't blame awesome. him. Yeah. So then that jumps right into the Santana versus Jericho match, the Wizard, and then Santana jumps him right off the bat, and then um. He's not going to miss a damn trick, is what JR said. He's just not. Jericho's too smart for that. And Jericho looks like the Ozzy Osbourne of wrestling in the ring to me. But that's just... <laughs> I think that's a fair comparison. And, of course, Jericho wins it with the low blow. So, Tammy. All right. Let's see what I thought about this. All right. All right. Santana versus the wizard, Chris Jericho, LOL. Santana jumps on Jericho before they even finish the song. Chris shirts come off. So much happened even before the bell. Jericho playing around now. Is he doing dance moves slowly? I don't know. 
He's in control right now. Too bad. This isn't currently fun. Santana finally gets a good counter, but we need way more than that. Santana finally regaining a bit. Jericho has Santana locked until Santana made it to the ropes. Back and forth, back and forth. Is Hager even there? Another kick in the balls? Messy finish. That didn't flow. I don't even know what this other word I put after that. That something didn't flow. So I don't know what that even was. Um, Santana should have won. Everything before was good, though. So I would say it's a mixed bag wrestle. Chris. Uh, well, at the time, I went, man, Eddie Kingston's going to be pissed. I yes. feel like there's a good a good promo coming. Uh, but then we got the we got the phone call on Rampage, which was weird, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I mean it was a, it was a fun match. I enjoyed it. Um, but it it kind of was it went as expected, I think. Yeah, I think so too. But I love the line where Matt Matt Menard was like, "Where's Sadie now? Where's Sadie now?" Which I just love. Matt Menard kills me, man. The guy's so great. He's he so is awesome. He's the best. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? <laughs> sports entertainer. He's a sports entertainer. That's for sure. Uh, and of course, you know the low blow wins that thing. That you know, I you know, we know Jericho doesn't really necessarily have to cheat to win, though. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, this went as expected. Right. It's right. about him being an asshole. Right. So then we jumped into the to, to the Samoa Joe versus Lethal. We know that this thing's building up. And then uh, right after that, we go into the gun club and they had Papa with them and they're all scissoring together. They brought him the gifts and everything and they have the scissors. And now the gun club and the acclaimed are going to be a team, a faction, which I think Beautiful. is hilarious. I think this is great. Tammy, do you think this, this what, what are your thoughts on this? I can't, re I don't know what one of my words means or even what I meant. Presets? Did anything have to do with presets? Does that even make sense? No. What's a preset? I don't know. Presents? Was there a present? Presents. Yeah, they gave. There was okay. gifts. Celebrating? That's what I put. Question mark. Yep. Presents? Celebrating? Question mark. That's all I put. Celebrating? <laughs> presents? Question mark. That was yep. my only notes. How do I well, feel I mean, about it? That works. I feel like it could be super epic. That's what I feel. That shit was so funny, though. God, I that was a like funny it's segment. Be, yeah. It's going to be epic if they join forces. I don't even know what to think. It's going to be like the heels that are just the most fun outlandish heels. You're going to have like the acclaimed with their stupid raps and ugly pants. And you're going to have uh, the gun club with their ass club and their shame from their dad. Ass I mean, club. it's going to be nothing but fun. What did, what did I call them? Assholes? No, ass boys. This is derailing. But you know what I'm saying, right? Oh, no, we don't. Assholes. <laughs> we don't know what you're saying. Oh, That's God. the problem. The ass club is an acceptable the uh, ass club. vernacular, I think. <laughs> ass club equals ass boys equals gun club equals the Uncle Baby Billy Daddy. Uncle Baby Billy Daddy. It's all there. It's going to be fun. But you know what? I just came back from a trip to Virginia. I was hanging out with my girl, Cynthia. And do you know that Rafe said that we were actually, even though everybody, you both have accused me of being a mix between Eddie Kingston and uh, Moxley. He said, no, you're the acclaimed. You and Cynthia are the acclaimed. They because 
of how we everyone loves the acclaimed <laughs> because somebody was wearing like a faux fur coat i think it was caster and you're like that's it that's you and cynthia well hold Growing on let me in think, the club though. with your faux fur on and your microphone talking shit well yeah. which one's which between the two of you somebody's got to be bowens and somebody's got to be caster that's true T- T- tammy is bowens and cynthia is caster that makes sense to me yeah i feel like that's accurate okay oh yeah that might have been true in 2000. It's totally true. <laughs> I Man. feel like I, I, I'm, I'm serving a different style of wrestler in different phases of my life. I think I'm going to come up with you all's version soon. So just you be prepared. It'll well, be you... different eras because we've all kind of like, we're the same at our core, but we've had our different phases and our different vibes. Well, so... you've, always, you've always said that Chris and I are in the dark order because yeah. it's like they're like a band. Yes, <laughs> very much the Dark Order. But who in the Dark Order will come soon? I don't know. All right, you got to let us know. Keep us posted okay. on that. So then we get into this match that completely... Hold on, I want to oh, say one other oh, thing. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The go ahead. best part about that whole goddamn segment was uh, Caster at the very end when he went to put the real scissors into everybody's fingers and they were like, hey, hey, wow. Yeah. That was great. I loved that it. I really wanted to see somebody have an accident there. It would have been funny. <laughs> so then we we jump right into the Varsity Blondes versus the House of Black. Um, I don't want to talk about this, you guys. Why? <laughs> oh, God. I didn't fucking like it. Did you guys like it? I did not like it. I liked it and I didn't like it, if that makes any sense. Tammy, do you have notes on this before I give my opinion and then we'll hear from <laughs> okay, Chris? I do, but I don't know if it says you how read I feel about it. It says, some good emotional storytelling by Pillman. Got his dad's friends in the crowd and all. Today, Pillman is shouting it up about being enthusiastic. Does that make any sense? No. Let's fight. And then it goes dark. House of Black appear. And then appear surrounding Varsity Bros. To take out Varsity Bros? Malachi face to face with Julia. House of Black tried to center to smash chair on Griff. I'm trying to read my writing. I'm sorry. They're and- gonna be varsity bros from here on out. <laughs> That's it. So that's the name. She doesn't. I put the test wrestle. Did a wrestle even happen? Death Triangle comes to the rescue. No, I would say, why did they wrestle at all? I put the test wrestle. It was no. like a test. It wasn't there was really no a wrestle. wrestle. There was no wrestle. It was just a skirmish between the two. I feel like this could be so much wilder, more intense, badass, and it's not. I don't feel like, I don't even think the Death Triangle needs to be involved any longer. Like, they need to go on to other things. Julia needs to, like, turn already and be, like, nuts. I don't know. I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. I, but the potential of the moment is kind of getting skewed and blurred where I just feel like there's so much more impact you could be making with these intense people. I mean, you got the perfect little Tweety Bird young boy blondes, you know, young. And then you got the like hardened, you know, occult masters, you know, and then you got this girl in between. It's really like light versus dark in some way, some ways. Make it like important and make it like drastic, like make it intense. It will. And they're just not. And I hope by that because like what Chris said earlier about Wardlow's turn was slow and painful. But once it happened, it was all worth it. And I'm just like, 
crossing my fingers, like this is going to be the same. But right now, this stuff is just, I don't know, it's silly. And it doesn't, you can make this shit really edgy and badass. And they're making it silly and kind of watered down and two-spirit Halloween. Hang in there. It's going to get better. I I am. I guarantee the culmination is going to be at the pay-per-view. I guarantee it. I can tell you that right now. They're building this up for the pay-per-view. They always do this. I've seen this pattern before. So this that's what's going to happen. She's going to turn. Now, whether she turns to join the, the death triangle, that's a possibility now, too, I think. They need a woman. They do. Uh, or if she's going to join the House of Black. But she's going to turn. And she's going to turn one way or the other. And it's not going to, it's going to, we're going to see another couple buildups over the next couple weeks and you'll see it. And then at the pay-per-view, she's going to turn. That's my prediction. Chris, do you want to talk about it or you, we don't have to, man. I will say one thing uh, because it's glaring to me and nobody else brought it up. Okay. Um, I don't like the predatory angle. I don't like the house of black being three guys that are seemingly attacking this young girl. I think this angle could have been smarter. I think it could have been more. I think it, I think it could have been more playful and less on the nose. And I, and the whole idea of the three of them in the ring bullying her just kind of, it didn't, I, I didn't vibe with it very well. And I didn't think that was the right direction to go. That's all. All Other right. than that, I don't want to talk about it. I'm annoyed with it. Oh, there we go. Let's see. Well, how I would things... say the same when it comes to like Ty Conti too, and all the slut shaming and bullshit there. You know what I mean? It's oh, like, for sure. But that's this that's is like a lot fans of fans and storyline mm-hmm. bullshit from guys that are supposed to be assholes. I don't feel like House of Black is supposed to be assholes. I don't You're feel right. like they're supposed to be chauvinist or misogynist or toxically overly masculine. Like I feel like there's a different vibe for them. And this did not depict what I wanted from this. Like, yes, they're supposed to be kind of corrupting her and all this sort of stuff. It's not supposed to be like they're bullying her or or, or picking on her. It felt very like fraternity kind of like, do it, do it. No, it's stupid. She should want to do it because she's already gone. Right. That she should be being enlisted. They're being bullies. And the girl's 20, 20, 20 years old. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Three giant grown men and this little girl. It's it's not good. The visuals are bad. Like it's it's not good optics for a company that's supposedly so big on equality and human rights and all of these political issues that matter very much. And then they do a stupid story like this where they could have just left it how they had it and Julia could have done something different and turned in her own way. But instead, we've got the three of them screaming at her in the ring and pushing her around and ripping things off of her face. It just, it feels abusive and I don't like it. But I would go the same way with the the um, the varsity bros because also they're trying to stick up for the little girl, their little woman. That's they super fair, I agree. So I- yeah, but I, yeah, and I don't like that as a woman either, you know, um, so, but there's a lot of little things all throughout a lot of their storytelling like that, you know, um, 
that they do. Like, I think they have these intentions, but then the storylines and the promos don't go that direction. And there's just so many things, even um, many storylines that that are kind of missing the mark with that, even though they try. So I see what you're saying. And I thank you for saying that as a male, because when women say it, it's, it doesn't have the same effect. So I appreciate that. So I'm not super offended by it, but you're right. The thing is, it's just boring. It's just the same old shit. It's just cheesy. And it's not like she could, she should be, that's what I meant. Like she, it should be more intense. She should be the one that's like calling the shots, deciding who she wants to get through and have like that darkness coming through. And it could just be so much cooler, but instead exactly. it's just, it's not. And it's kind of a shame. And I don't even think Death Triangle has a place in, in, in this storyline at all. They don't. So when all, they come out, I don't even come out. And I just like I, I think it's nice when we protect each other, but it does feel like a lot like they're protecting the little woman, you know, and like she is an athlete and she's badass. And like you said, like she should be calling the shots on who she wants to join and when I wasn't super offended by the whole bullying thing. Cause I think I was so confused the whole time. Like what's going to happen. Is she just going to rip that shit off and be like, all right, bitches, here I am, you know, but that didn't happen. Or I always expected like her to like act like she was worried about the varsity bros and then turn on them, you know, in the middle of it, like, ha ha ha. I'm really with them, but none of that ever mm -hmm. happened and has ever happened. So We'll see what happens. And I do hope with some of these storylines that they, they they go to the stuff that feels like it's outdated in a way, you know, but I am not used to watching a lot of things with the masses. Like I have a very extreme view, like uh, as far as like feminist and human rights. And so I'm in my world. So I'm not used to like mixed company so i try not to overjudge because i know we're all in different places with storylines and things like that and those storylines do exist too so i don't want to also beat up on them all the time sometimes you know there is a young person that needs support and needs the people to come to their rescue so i know that's yeah. a big long babble but it's just like all of it exists it's just you don't want one note all the time because sometimes there's right. different types of humans and some humans are going to need more support some are going to be more like stereotypes we grow up that because that's just who they are and then there's going to be a whole lot of other variables but we only see kind of like one variable like we're calling women sluts and basically acting like they're sluts all the time when it comes to lambert promos you know what i mean um we're pitting women against each other in in very uh uh materialistic or shallow ways not so much but sometimes that comes up in promos but the things that they're they're, they're picking on about each other, um, stuff like that. So um, we have See, a lot. And I guess, to... I guess what I was getting at is that it's not necessarily like if it's Ethan Page talking to somebody, I expect a little bit of like chauvinism and kind of brute behavior, right? I don't expect that from House of Black. I expect class um, in a weird way because these guys are mean... like they're they're kind of hard in the dark you know, ideals and all that, uh, which is kind of misconstrued because, you know, we, we live in a society that's predominantly Christian and all these things and these values are different and darkness isn't necessarily darkness, but that's a, a whole longer thing. But what I'm saying is I feel like House of Black is much bigger than this and much better than this kind of sort of derogatory, we're picking on a little girl kind of a thing. Yes. Um, because you're Dan Lambert's, you're, you're Ethan Page's, like I said, and guys like that. That makes sense for those characters because that's who they are. It doesn't right. make that's sense true. for House of Black to me. 
That makes sense. And the thing is, it's like with the House of Black, I feel the same. I don't feel that they're necessarily good or bad. But what happens is forces of destruction are also forces of rebirth. So a lot of goddesses and archetypes in the past, like Kali and stuff like that, and, I, and he might even have a tattoo of a Kali-like figure on him, um, is that it is a, the, it's the destruction and even death is a destruction, but it's a rebirth. So they're all part of each other. We all, they, everything needs those to exist in the wheel of the universe we're currently living in. So I feel like I totally get that. And that's what I was expecting from them. And I haven't really got that. I've got more of the spirit Halloween vibe even though they're not doing the spirit Halloween and are still engaged in that kind of storyline, the poor homeless girl and this and that it's like, um, it should be like, you could go so deeper in this, in this, um, day and age with storytelling, you know, like of what that could mean and, and, and how that could impact different wrestlers and what it could bring out of, in them and their whole like tortured soul of what they have to go through to, to get to like who they are and how they really actually feel about things once they've like had this kind of like shadow self actually so we all have a shadow self so um and so that's when i even look at heels and things like that i look at it in that terms and that's kind of like why i like wrestling too because i do look at these storylines are the storylines of our universe and this is getting way too deep so let's get back to silly notes anyways so i'm really derailing and i apologize yes, but it's an interesting conversation chris and i appreciate having it so yeah i mean yeah but i mean again you know how this is with 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 these stories. They're slow burns. There's reasons that they do these things. Maybe there's a reason for it that is not what we think, you know. And a yep. lot of times that does happen with this. So, um, did it appear to be that way? Yeah, it did. They were picking on her. She looked intimidated. She looked scared. But three giant men around her, you know, forcing her to do something. It did look like that. But with these slow burn stories, this may turn around to something else that will empower her. So let's hope that that happens. And I, I, I think that it will. So I think we just, okay, need to, I think we need to give it a little bit of time. We will. Well, here's what I, here's what I'll say about that. Now, instead of hoping that she joins house of black and instead of hoping that she cuts loose all this aggression on other people, uh, I'm sort of hoping she kind of does a pack route and turns super aggressive and just beats the shit out of all of them yeah uh that would be rad to see that happen right give her kind of like a like a like a freya sort of wild animal kill all of you kind of vibe yeah i think that would be very cool and i think that that has potential to be that story i love that you know so and you know keep in mind she's like you said she's 20 she's got a lot of years to develop in this in this business you know what i mean but i don't have a lot of years to wait for the storyline right i understand <laughs> but okay you know I, mean? so, like I got weeks all right gotcha. i got weeks so but anyway interesting to see how it goes and i i see what you mean by the house of black they seem to be more classy than to put to, to go to measures to do that in a sense that they're more evil and regal like if you see those characters and like right. those storylines that are like like anything like the, like like game of thrones or something like that they may be evil but they're like they've got this certain level to them of um you know you know what i'm talking about so right um it's interesting to interesting to see so what you know what let's let's pause for a second So then we got to the Jay Cargill and the baddies, 
What? I have something. I would like to do a plug. It goes into House of Black. It's something that reminds me of them. And it was made by my friend. Because it is the Black Zodiac Tarot. You have to put it in front of you. There you go. It's such House of Black style. And this is my friend Kara as the High Priestess. You can see how cool and badass it looks. The whole Ooh, deck right. is the Black Zodiac Tarot deck by Yao and Kutro. And it's really cool. And it looks like exactly like a tarot deck that would come from a House of Black kind of situation. It's cool. I wanted to do that because I love Kara. And I think it really is a cool deck that matches a House of Black kind of theme. Right. So Despite the fact that they're not associated at all whatsoever legally. Right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Whatever the legal thing. I'm just saying it just seems like something they would use if they were going to do a tarot card reading. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're in the House of Black and you're going to do a tarot card thing, yeah, you're going to use those. But they're not endorsed by them. Right. They're not endorsed by them, yes. I don't want to break any rules here or get kicked off anything. No, that was just me promoting my friend's deck because I love them and I love her. And I thought I do think of them when I when I pull those cards out. Go friend. Right. And then... <laughs> All right, shall we move on? We shall. All right. We shall. So we had we had Cargill. Dante the... Martin versus Ray Phoenix. Right. Uh-oh. Let's hear Tammy's notes on this. Oh Lord. These are look, I don't know. Like I have stuff in the middle and bubbles. I don't know what I was doing. I love this. That's all I know. Interesting. Only Ray Phoenix can win, is what I put. From the start. <laughs> There's we'll no see. other outcome that makes sense. <laughs> Only Ray Phoenix can win. Yep. But we'll see some fun from Dante, too. Wow, Ray Phoenix. Wow, Dante. These two are magic together. They can jump. They can kick. They can fly. Lots of cool roll-around moves, too. Always something new. What? Wait, what? Ray Phoenix? That was amazing. A backflip. Crowd chanting, this is awesome. This is awesome. And they are right. Ref Phoenix caught those legs. What? Cut her crazy. I don't even know what that means. I can't keep up my, with my notes. Too much fun and creativity right down. Just, they jumped backward together and landed on their feet. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yes. Phoenix. He won. <laughs> but Dante was also great. A fantastic flying wrestle. Oh, yeah, man. I thought this oh, was fun. loved it. Could see that every day. I thought it was great. I, I mean, this was a lot of fun. You talk about luchador style, high flying, athletic, agile guys in the ring wrestling. Couldn't be more entertaining than this match. I mean, that the poison Rana that they pulled off on that was incredible. I mean, that Poison Rana was beautiful. Was beautiful. All of it was sick. And it was sick at the fact that Dante, being like 21 years old, is in there hanging with a veteran that is great, that just probably made him better, put him over the top a little bit more. And it's just like Dante's the future of all this. And Ray is just so glad to see him back. It's been so long since we've seen him because of the injury. And I'm just so glad oh, to see him right. wrestle again because I, when I watched that 
match and he hurt his arm like that, I was like, oh my God, my stomach dropped when I saw that. I was yes. like, I felt sick to my stomach and my toes tingled. Ruined my like, night. It really did. It was like, it put that bad air over that whole match that time. And now to see him back and not even feeling like he missed a step, really feel like he missed a step. Um, I loved it. One of the best matches of the week for me, um, for sure. Chris, how do you feel? I thought it was a great match. Um, th this is what I wrote down. I wrote, good stuff. Super fun. That's what I wrote down. Um, but really, this match, I mean, you're talking about Dante Martin, who's now trying to rebuild this momentum uh, with a solo thing because Darius is injured. And it's not even a wrestling thing. It's a car crash thing. Um, he's out for weeks, if not months. So now Dante's got to try to build up this momentum that he had going before Darius came back. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they cut that off and they said, okay, top flight, top flight, top flight. Now it's not top flight anymore. It's Dante, Dante, Dante. Uh, I think I think um, you couldn't pick a better partner to make Dante Martin look great, right? Yeah. And uh, without Ray Phoenix losing even a little bit of being amazing, right? Like he's still absolutely amazing just from watching this match. Yeah. You could win, lose. It doesn't matter with these two because both of them really just were like, top tier modern professional wrestling oh absolutely and there's really not much else to say about it it was one of those there's, the, there's one of the best matches of this week maybe even in the past couple weeks i would say yeah this is a, i would agree one with of the that. top matches i mean for sure 100 percent. so then we got under the darby promo the most emotionless promo in aew history what does Tammy say? Oh, Darby, I mean, please don't talk. What can I say? <laughs> it writes itself. And then you flip it to Sting, a multi-decade veteran of the business. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> what the fuck? It's the stupidest promo ever. Do either of you give a shit? Get the fuck. It writes itself. Say. If it writes its fucking self, say something. Fuck out of here. I, I just feel like they should never talk. Because Sting's like this badass wrestler who I admire, but then when he talks, I just hear a surfer dude. And then Darby creeps me out when he talks. He just shouldn't talk. He just doesn't, like, there's nothing there. It just smashes everything. Like, he's amazing. I think he's so fun and creative and talented, but I just wish he wouldn't talk. Well, look at how cool that vignette was for the uh, the coffin match with Andrade. That was a really cool vignette. It felt dark. It felt serious. It felt uh, meaningful. Mm -hmm. This was yeah. stupid. This was like oh, a little silly. dream match. Dream match for millions of people. I don't have any words for it. <laughs> Makeup father. <laughs> Makeup Get father. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> I agree. Uh, that, that that was a little weak. It was a little weak. They're better than that. They're better than that. I'm going to let Tammy take this next one. This was the Thunder Rosa promo and where Serena Deeb came out. Oh, I, I oh well, I mean, I have to say, I I am like, my brain is going so many different directions. Oh, I guess before I forget. And before you start talking, I, I, we need to write a petition and have a whole shitload of people sign it. For Max Cavalera to do Thunder Rosa's new theme song. Oh yes, Ooh. 
Wouldn't that be I the best thing that. ever? How do we do that? We, I don't, I don't know. know. It, it starts today. Huh? We could do it. We could do it. You could do it. You I, got, could, yeah, I don't know it. how you do that. Yeah, there's a website. You could do a petition and then start. Okay. Emailing. Yeah, of course. I, I already feel like Max watches wrestling anyway. So we're almost there. Are we are we insulting the current song that she has though? No, her current song is awesome, but I feel like there's just a little bit more that could be there. That's okay. all. All right. Cool. So Tammy, what are your thoughts on this promo with D Oh, but I out? also want to say that there's a song by Lizzo that should be also petitioned for Jade Cargill. That she, when she talks Which about song? being 100% that bitch. Oh. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay, so promo. Thunder comes out talking about hard work. La Mera, La Mera. Calls out Deeb because she's inspired by her. Deeb gives respect, but they both know they have to fight. Deeb is in a class all her own. Fight for that title double. I don't know. Is it double or nothing? Yep. Is it a, a title, a double or nothing? What's the title called? Yeah. Just, a, just Thunder's title, right? Yeah. Epic. This is the thing. I love these two so much these are my faves okay so now there's the fact that they're going to get huh what were you gonna say there's, there's a, a butt. butt coming isn't there there yes the butt is like how am i gonna know who to root for i love them both i don't want to see either one of them lose i don't want to see thunder lose her title but deep deserves a title right she's on a whole nother level right totally yeah. And sure. how is she going to, that? she needs to maintain that. She deserves that. She works hard. She's amazing. I love her, but also I love Thunder. So I'm so looking forward to it. At the same time, I'm dreading it because one of them's got to lose. But these are good problems to have. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. That is not, that is not at all the butt that I thought was coming. What did you think it was going to come? I did not like this promo. I didn't like either person's portrayal in this. I'm well. I like the concept. I I thought the promo was a little was a little awkward, but I see where the Tam story was going. the story building into it was good. When Rosa was saying, you know, when she was first doing all these things, she drove through California and there was one wrestler she had to talk to and all that stuff. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, but the actual verbal confrontation was either it was poorly written or they did not remember it correctly or they there's just a weird chemistry that didn't both of them were like nervous i think because they both sounded kind of shaky and looked a little shaky i don't know i feel like it could have been better yeah that's what i thought the butt was going to be oh okay well there you go yeah i don't even think i was even caring what they said at that point once i knew they were both <laughs> go against each other that was all that was in my head like i don't even remember the promo to be honest and it was like finally it's about yeah, fucking time. Exactly. that's all i remember like i don't remember the promo hardly at all so they can just stand there and count to 30 i don't <laughs> yeah, give a shit exactly <laughs> and then we got into the silver versus punk that promo in the meat man sissy which he's so funny oh my god do you know why they call me the meat man right which, which I thought was hysterical. My only best. note was I adore him. He said, "What does he say? The sirloin steaks? You're gonna get the sirloin, sirloin steak of all of all the cuts. Sirloin, sirloin, sirloin steaks, which was hysterical. I think Chris. That's a man with a budget, steak. right there, right there. Sirloin steaks, which was great. But I, 
I don't understand this match, but I guess okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's what they're John do. Silver calling out CM Punk it's is weird. Very funny on its own. Yes, it's weird. It's awesome. Like he really didn't have to say much. And how are we having a bunch of promos about CM Punk on the one night that CM Punk's not there? Right, he's not there. Are they like? Was Con? Was Tony like? Hey, uh, I need you to talk about CM Punk, and also (laughs) you. He's not here tonight. We can't even play cult of personality. We need to make sure that people know he works for us. Right. I mean, I don't think anyone's gonna forget. There's like seven thousand CM Punk shirts in every stadium ever. So, uh oh, Tammy's floated out of existence. So we're back. She's just rowing her boat in and out. Yep. So then we, that. then after that promo, we jumped into the Diana Perrazzo versus Mar- Mercedes Martinez. Okay. I thought this match was, was not good at all. I didn't like this match at all. I wasn't into it. And uh, one of the dirt sheets made a very good point that I was reading. They basically said, how was an AEW audience going to get invested with with a story that they've not even ever seen? And so I think that that's what kind of ruined this match. The fact that all of a sudden they're unifying this title in an almost in an instant. And it was that like, plus a few other factors. Right. Plus a few other. And it's like, I didn't like it. I wasn't that into it. Let's go to Tammy. See what she thought. Feel that way. I did. I actually did like it. I don't think I loved it or had strong feelings about it going in at all. I was just kind of open and laid back about it. I didn't know who this person was, you know. So uh, I put a lot of strong back and forth. Both are true professionals. I thought they looked professional with each other. Oh, they were. I have no idea who will win. This is a very balanced back and forth. Martinez getting some good blows in, but still not sure what's going to happen. And then Martinez wins with a dragon sleeper, I think. Is that what that says? It was I thought it was like a balanced that. wrestle. I honestly did. Like, they seemed like they were pretty much back and forth, pretty fairly even. I didn't see one that was better than the other. I don't have any background with the other person. Um, so, but it felt balanced, you know, like a little bit of this, then this one would come and then this. And so I didn't, I didn't hate it at all, honestly, but you're right. There was no story. And I didn't understand why it was a main event at all. Uh, this was just clueless to me, but I just kind of went with it. And when I did, I just enjoyed like, oh, like they're both really professional, balanced uh, opponents to each other. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you all didn't feel that way. So let's hear it. I want to hear what you all have to say. I always learn something from these. Chris, <laughs> as he drinks his IPA. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. Um this match had zero build. Uh, it had zero storyline. There was zero zero um, investment going into this for any AEW audience member. Unless you have followed Deanna Perrazzo's career, you don't give a shit about her because you don't know her. Right. Um, and as far as Mercedes Martinez, she's less than a year in right now with AEW, I believe. Just a couple um, months. Dude, yeah, so we're months. not even talking about a star that they've built. We're talking about two people from two other companies uh, who came into AEW, Deanna Perrazzo just now. Um, and and that's, that, that's one problem, right? Another problem is the crowd was so deflated at this point. 
between the angle with the House of Black, um, between the stuff, and it was like segment after segment. There was a lot of interview segments on this Dynamite that were like, the crowd's got to be sitting there like, what the fuck is happening? You know, they do their dark matches and stuff in like in between and before and after whatever. The crowd, the crowd seemed like they were like, uh, are we going to be here all night for just people watching videos? I don't understand what's happening. Um, <laughs> commentary also did not do a great job of putting this thing where it needed to be. Um, there was th- this was like the perfect storm of how you can ruin uh, the impact of something big happening. Right. Um, this was a title unification. And, and this whole thing, how they, they, we had an interim champion, et cetera, et cetera. That was because of ROH closing their doors. That was because of Tony Khan buying the company. This was not the way to do this match. Right. Deanna deserves better. Mercedes deserves more fanfare for winning this match. Um, it just wasn't done well. The in-ring work was good, I it thought. Was. The in-ring was. work was was done well. Both of these women performed the hell out of this thing. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo is kind of a different type of worker. Um, she's not necessarily AEW's women's wrestling style for what they currently have as their as their top people. Right. Uh, she's a little bit more of a an early 2000s women's wrestler, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um her style is just different. It's not. It's not what we're used to in AEW, and it's certainly not what you'd expect from like a sports entertainment company. Um, and it's not necessarily an independent style. So, yeah, this this thing was kind of set up to fail from the get go. So it's unfortunate because it deserved it deserved quite a bit more um, fluff. Fanfare. 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 Yeah. Sure. I, I agree. I think. I, I mean. I think if they would have played this out a little bit longer, it would have been a better. It would have been a a, a more exciting match for the fans. If they could the have just introduced the match, was if they good. could have introduced Perazzo prior to this, right? Yeah, and given a little bit of backstory, done one of those Ring of Honor vignettes that they've been doing, or anything yes. else like they would do for the men's division, it right. would have been better. Right. Yes, I'd like to. And know commentary, more about commentary sucked at putting this over as a good match. And the crowd was dead from all the confusion of what the fuck is happening tonight. Right. Agreed. This should not have gone on last. It should not have been the main event of this show. No. Main event of another show, maybe, but with a different build up to the end. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I couldn't agree with you more. Agreed. But they still both did a good job. And I do hope we see the Perazzo person again. Yeah. I, I really, I mean, if if they're gonna keep her around, I hope I hope they do because she's really a great performer. She is, um, right. and she has a lot of experience to share with their division. However, if they're gonna keep her around, they gotta do better than this. Yes, mm-hmm. agreed. You're here on that. And that I feel rap- so bad sometimes when we talk because I shit on so many things, and it's like I want the best for everyone. You know what I mean? Like I want all this stuff to be positive. And the only reason I'm negative, like I just feel like it's not what it could be. It's fun and I like it, but man, there's so many missed opportunities. Right. Well, that's yes, what I mean. We're not un- unusually mean or anything. And a lot of my stuff, even the heels, like, 
oh, what did you say, Rafe? Lee? Oh, we're going to River City Wrestling Con, and um, the Ass Club's going to be there. And um, Rafe's like, you don't even like them. And I'm like, of course I like them. They're part of our family. They're AEW. Like, I... <laughs> We need somebody to, we They're need somebody to, family. yeah, we need somebody to give a hard time to, or dislike from time to time. It's part of the whole story. You know, we're not like, we're, we're going along with it. We're getting invested in their character. And if they're believable, they're doing their job. So I don't feel bad when I'm like saying shit like that, because isn't that kind of the point of their characters? Like we're not supposed to all love them, but they're great wrestlers and I'll be super happy to see them. I don't want to hear about the ass boys chant or anything while I'm there, but you know, I'll be super psyched, you know? So he was like really confused by that. But I think you're kind of saying the same thing. It's like, even when we're seeing criticisms, it comes from a place of love. Like we really respect, yeah. we know none of us are, our asses are old and out of shape or getting in and flipping off a ladder. Okay. Maybe, I mean, we could like make that, you know, goal next year for new year's, but I mean, I doubt that's happening. We get that. That's not, we like it because I'm not, I'm not even going to do the, the three to five foot jump down from the ring to the floor. I'm not even doing that. My knees yeah. can't handle it. Well, that's what there's, I'm saying. There's no we question. Respect. We, we understand we like we respect that that is like something that's special because it's not something we're going to walk out the door and do tomorrow. So we totally like respect all that. And the fact that we're invested is a good thing that we have opinions is a good thing because we care. So I, I think I don't think we're unusually mean. So I think you should feel comfortable sharing your truth. Share your truth, people. Share your truth. It comes from a place of love. Okay. It does. And that wraps up dynamite here we go and yeah chris just left he did what, I, I, what happened to chris too many feel-good words happening here it's like he got so frustrated with it that he's he like just i like, just like i can't even with he you just, he can't even do I it just anymore can't even with you you know I so that, that brings us to we don't know yet what segment are we doing i see a screen i see a screen I don't, know I don't know what's one happening. Of our, one of our friends are going to show up. I don't know who. Ooh, oh, wait a oh, minute. Is that Craig? Craig. Craig. Oh, no. oh shit. Here Look, we me go. Me and Craig have the same color hair. Hello? Uh-oh. We're over here. Right in front of you, Craig. Here. Right, right in front of you, buddy. There yes. you go. Little too close. Little too close. I don't think me? it's too close. Little too close. I don't think it can is. Can you hear me? You got to show your face off. I can Hello? see. Hello? I can see up his nostrils. Hello, Craig. How are you? Oh, hi. Hello. Uh, I'm sure you're in a great mood. Oh. oh. You should be. Okay. All right. All right. I so, see what we're doing here. So what do we get? <laughs> what do you, what? <clears throat> yeah, fuck off. Uh, oh, oh, Craig. Really? Oh, really? All right, I Craig. guess there's no love in that family. <clears throat> oh, don't. don't. <clears throat> Don't interrupt Craig. He's, he's got something to say. Okay, we'll be quiet. <clears throat> Are you finished? Yes. You sure? Yes. Right. I, I can fucking wait all day. I don't care. All right, Craig. We're here. Down. We're ready. What you got to all say? Right. <laughs> all right. Realize. Are you guys ready to play? Name yeah. that wrestler. Yes, we are, Craig. We all are. right. I'm not ready, but I'm going to have to be. I know nothing. Bullshit. I don't get paid enough for this. Ah, uh, Tammy. Oh, oh, shit. Okay. 
Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> this wrestler has worked for promotions such as Shakara, Shimmer, uh, Stardom, Shine, OVW, NWA, and more. Born in 1991. Does that make you feel old? It does. It should, you old farts. All right. Hmm. Has won Shimmer Tag Team Championship, AIW Women's Championship, CIWW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh huh. OVW Championship. Uses finishers such as Hurricane Rana Driver and a Frog Splash. Name that wrestler. I know. I know. Let me let me let me say it. When no, she, no, fine. When she gets it wrong. Not your turn, sir. Ruby Soho. Oh, look at that. She knows her wrestlers. What? Yeah. My God. Well done. Did I Ruby, get it? Ruby, oh Ruby, my God. Ruby, Ruby, that's the first one. Or maybe the second. I don't know. But yeah. That's a good job. Is that what you were going to say, Rave? Nope. Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say Riho. Oh. Whew, I'm glad I didn't listen to Ray. Well, I wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> All right, here I go. All right, Ray. Here I go, mess, mess some shit up here. <laughs> Name that wrestler. All right, buddy. Born in 1976, Albany, Ooh. New York. Titles like the UPW Heavyweight Championship, the ROH World Television Championship, the PWU Tag Team Championship. Born in 1976. You what? said that. You said that. 76. Asshole. Isn't that ridiculous? He knows who it is. It's from I his do. hometown. Work for AEW, ROH, New Japan, and NOAA. Finishers are Double Jump Moonsault and the Diving Headbutt. Name that wrestler. Oh, I don't know. I was gonna hey, say dude, somebody from your hometown. I, it's not my hometown. Um, uh, I was gonna oh, say. Sudden, when he doesn't know it, it's not his hometown anymore. I was gonna say Bobby Fish. Is that your answer? <laughs> that is my answer, Craig. Well, it's fucking Bobby Fish. Congratulations. Oh, oh, oh. This week. See, I didn't know Bobby okay. Fish was that old. All right. All right. All I think right. the Don't year really excited. helped you on that one. No, I knew he's from Albany. I knew Bobby oh. Fish was from Albany. So listen to this guy. He knows his stuff now. Hailing from Albany, New York, Bobby all right. Fish. All right, all right, all right. All right, real or fake? Next up, we got real or fake. All right. Hey, how about Sammy. us? We both got this right this week. That's nice, uh, the other one. Good for you. <laughs> you want a fucking cookie or something? Yeah, I, throw I, a cookie at him. Come on. All right, go ahead, Tim. 
All right, I'm, I'm closing my eyes and I'm trying Real to fake. use my energetic, see if I can catch it. Let's go. The Samoan spike, the pit stop, and the hanging Rana. Which one's fake? What's the Samoan one called? That first one. Samoan spike. That one. Spike. That's the fake one? Yes. Incorrect. Oh, darn. I'm usually good at this one. What happened? The fake one is the hanging Rana. Oh, I just heard Rana, and I know we talked about it earlier, so I got fooled. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what a Rana is. All right, Rafe, your turn, buddy. What's a Rana? It's part of a hurricane Rana. Huh? Yeah, anyway. Rafe, you good? I'm ready. I'm ready, Craig. Tell me. Okay. Snake eyes. Unprettier. Or the flying uppercut. Snake eyes. Unprettier. Or the flying uppercut. Snake eyes. Incorrect. Oh. The fake move is the flying uppercut. How can you uppercut and fly? It's impossible. Uh, I don't uppercut know. Uppercut like is an I thought I could move. fly and uppercut. No. No, you couldn't. No. <laughs> no, no you All couldn't. right. Thanks for watching. Go fuck yourselves. Bye. Oh. Craig has no faith in my skills. <laughs> Th- <laughs> Wait, thank you, Where's Chris? Hey, Craig, send Chris. I have some questions. Chris questions. We need to get Chris back. Okay, when he comes back, I have two questions. Rampage, baby. Rampage. (laughs) Smooth transitions over here. That's what we're doing. We are ultimate professionals, okay? That's all I've got to say. Smooth transitions. (laughs) All right. One of these days... We're going to make that work better. In the meantime, thank you, Craig, for helping out today. Yes, thanks, Craig. (sighs) All right. Chris, are you ready? I have a couple questions for you. I'm not, but we can go right into it because I don't. Yeah. All right. First one. In 2020, April 8th, episode of Dynamite, who debuted in a squash match that was won by Lance Archer? In 2020? (laughs) Who debuted in a squash match against Lance Archer in 2020, April of 2020? (laughs) Even if you don't remember the date, just think about who debuted. Can I ask you something? Yes. Like I can ask questions? Yes. Is it somebody that came from another company? I don't know where he worked. And now you know it's a male. So there's at least a clue. Well, yeah. Lance Archer. It's Lance Archer. Darn, I still live in a world where like, Nyla Rose and Lance Archer or Ruby Soho and Lance Archer are going to fight. April of 2020. I have no fucking idea. That one was eclectic, but you know, it's kind of hard to try to find questions. No, it's just very specific. It is. I was, I don't know, like, I don't know what, what will click on for you. I don't know what is in your index. So it's Alan Angels. Alan five? Yeah. Five debuted in 2020? I was surprised. I looked it up. Against on the- Lance Archer? Weird. Yeah. That is weird. weird. I thought so too. 
Do you have another question, Tammy, or was that it? I double checked it somewhere else because it was so weird. Yes, I have one more. You might know this one. Which tag team was formerly known when they started out in 2012 as EYFBO? Alternative, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what those letters stand for. Okay. So they started out as a tag team in 2012. This is where their career started. Their tag team name was EYFBO, otherwise known as Entertain Your Fucking Balls Off or Entertain Your Freaking Butt Off. Are they still currently a tag team? They're currently still a tag team, but under another name in AEW. What is their name? AEW. Are they males? Yes. E-Y-F-B-O, or entertain your fucking balls off, or entertain your freaking butt off. I know. Don't, it's not for you. You just pause right there, buddy. Give Chris a chance. If he, if he, if he doesn't answer, you can take it. What, what, uh, was it, was it, uh, 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 Chuck Taylor and Trent from Best Friends? No. Rave? Stu and Evil Uno. Both of you are wrong. So who the fuck is it? Who Pride is and it? power for Santana and Ortiz. Oh, wow. Entertain. Yeah. E-I-E-Y. E-I-F-B-O. Entertain your fucking balls off or entertain your freaking butt off. I guess it depended on if they were allowed to say fuck on the promo or not. Well, I have to say, uh, proud and powerful uh, rolls off the tongue a little nicer. It definitely does. So did LAX or any of the other names they've gone by, but whatever. <laughs> I'm not picky, you know. Maybe they're... I like I like my tag teams, however they want to be named. That's up to them. Uh, it's just you know, it's easier to say certain things. All right. Now that we're completely off the rails. <laughs> let's bring it back let's get into rampage the first match of the night is hater and brit versus ruby and tony i've had a lot of mimosas just so you know so tammy go on a plus a plus a plus me too i I don't i don't think i could say anything else but this was a hard hitting had great reversals um had the exact result i expected Exact. Yep. And Jericho said they're stacking like cordwood, which I thought was a funny line that he said. Rebel distracts and then Tony pins Brit. This was a good match. Very professional. One of the best women's match I've seen in a long time. Tammy, what's your notes? Uh, ooh, hater picked up Ruby. All are ready to rumble. Dude. The kids say that word anymore? I don't think so. Love this lineup. We got some professionals in the house. How dare they go picture in picture right now? This must be a dream for Rafe, all his faves in the ring. Tony and Hater seem to flatten each other. Spunk and spirit. She's coming for Ruby. Full of what? Full of what? Spunk and Maybe. spirit. She must be full of spunk and spirit. She's coming for Brit. Ooh, misdirection, creating creating a wonderful kick opportunity for Hater. Just named the show right there. <laughs> Tony.
Tony throwing Britt on top of Heater and Tony and Britt crashing into each other. Tony looks glamorous when injured. <laughs> LOL. Oh, wow. These combos are outstanding. Tony pins Britt. Wow. All powerful kinetic wrestle. Oh, wow. All Chris. right. Of course, I love this, guys. Uh, <laughs> come on. Come on. I've been waiting. We finally got the match between the four of these women. Uh, it's great. The only thing I'm looking forward to more than this is Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. Uh, I'd like, I'd like, I'd like to see Ruby Soho just beat the shit out of Britt Baker for an hour. Um, yeah, yeah. that'd be fun. Oh, and uh, this was everything good in the women's division right now. There, there was so much good stuff here. There was nothing that I can complain about. Excellent way to open a fucking show that starts at five thirty. I was already in a great mood because it was so early. I didn't have to stay up late to watch it, uh, and I had my whole evening afterward. So. Yeah, A plus, as I said. It was. It was a it was a great match. It showed how professional all four of them are and how they all lifted each other up to make a great match. Oh yeah. 100%. And um who, so who wins who wins between Hater and Tony? Tony. Tammy. I don't have enough information to answer that question. Okay. Because I want to sure. see I, I'm I've only I've only had a few matches with Tony. I feel well, like I feel like she'll win because everyone loves her so much, but I'm still part of Tony Storm is the baby face in this story. Yeah. Uh the Owen Hart tournament is a baby face tournament. True. It's just it is what it is. It is what it is. Yep. I guess you're right. It's gonna Hater be Hater needs to get her moment at some point in the future though. Oh, she will. Don't worry. She Do will. not worry. Hater is gonna have lots of moments. I promise. Yeah, man. Great match. Great match. So then we get into the Jericho phone call. <laughs> and who knew that Eddie Kingston was married, number one? <laughs> what a fucking throwback that was. Oh, we've got Eddie Kingston on the phone. On the phone. They fucking what? On the Very phone? Good. Did your budget already get cut, AEW? Well, maybe he had not send a fucking camera to his house. <laughs> Maybe he's sick. No Zoom calls. <laughs> right, no no FaceTime. <laughs> no FaceTime. The only thing I wrote down was Scaredico. <laughs> he did seem a little shaken up by that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But I T felt Jericho like... Jericho seems worried. I feel like Kingston broke in the middle of it and started kind of laughing when he was supposed to be crying. I got really confused. I didn't get that vibe. He's supposed but okay. to be crying. He wasn't crying. Why would he have been crying, Tammy? I don't know. Like he was upset because <laughs> his wife was. I don't upset. know. I don't know. <laughs> Started laughing. Did you to hear him laugh? I heard. I heard some laughing. Oh, that's funny, Jericho. Oh, Chris. Oh, I'm gonna hurt you. Yeah, yeah. There was some laughing. Uh, like he sounded like he was supposed to be distressed and upset, but then there was like laughing, and I felt like, is it because he's just having such a good time with the script, and he broke out laughing, or is that part of the script? But never mind, I'm the only one that noticed it. It's okay, we can move on from that. I have a feeling Eddie works totally unscripted. Uh, yeah, I have I, a feeling he's probably one of the people that they don't even have to say anything to him. They're like, yeah, you're cutting a, a promo on Jericho, and we're gonna do it on the phone, and he's like, oh hell yeah, right. okay. I got Absolutely. it. Absolutely. 
So then we get into Tony Nese challenging Danhausen. I don't know what to say. That was weird. Why? I thought I thought Tony Nese was moving forward and trying to do something different. Right. Uh, he is. He's wrestling Danhausen. So I guess Danhausen's going to lose his first match in AEW. I guess um, so. I guess so. To fucking Tony Nese. I know. It doesn't make any sense. But that whole storyline doesn't make any sense anyway to us. So we'll just have to see what happens. Well, I think Tony Nese could make an excellent heel, but this is confusing at the moment. I think he has total great heel potential. But I don't understand all this because Dan House is also engaged with this hook thing, and I don't know what's going to happen. And the best part of the whole thing happened after the hook match, anyway. Right, right. So I mean, and then we go right into the hook match, and he wrestles JD Drake, which is basically another squash match for Hook. Right, it's over and done with, which is doesn't give JD was Drake it a squash. Drake- yeah, it was I don't kind know. J.D. Drake was slapping the shit out of him for a while. There was some good chops in there and stuff. And there was one point where even Hook kind of like stumbled a little bit. And he was like, oh, oh, oh and he like made a face. Yeah. I've never seen him make any other face than. Right. Then. With this crazy hair. He's so. always got that fucking. Right. So very then... serious about life. So, Tammy, do you have notes on this match? I do. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to make them. Um, okay. Poor JD getting pimped out for the kid, of course. Hope <laughs> wins. Pimped <laughs> out to the kid. Yep, of getting pimped out for the kid. Hook wins. That was it. No, I put, of course, Hook wins. Right. Then Danhausen comes out and invites Hook to his corner. Love the peeps with the Hookhausen shirts on. Danhausen offers chips. Hooks leaves them. Not sure if Hookhausen will really be a thing. What kind of wrestle? A not yet Hookhausen one. I'm going to say this. J.D. Drake did so good in this match of uh, selling and making this match feel like he still was able to get his shit in and still look kind of uh, like he knew what he was doing. You know what I mean? Yep. Whereas I don't feel like Hook lets a lot of people really get any kind of offense in. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, the Danhausen stuff afterward. Ugh. What the fuck are they doing right now? Uh, this is so weird and stupid and funny. And God, I love it so much. And I don't know why. I, I don't even know why I like it. Hook. When when he when when Danhausen handed him the bag of chips with the ribbon on it, oh, it's great! I was like, I was like, what is happening? It's is this great. real? This yeah. isn't real. This isn't really happening, right? <laughs> nope. Sure enough, there it was, bag of chips, like a generic bag of chips too, like the kind that comes in a cop, like a giant combo pack right. from like one of these uh, you know, warehouse type sellers or something, where you get a hundred bags of chips in a box. Um, and it had the little bow. God, it was beautiful. Uh, and then, you know, Hook throws the thing down afterward and all that stuff. I, this is just, oh, it's awful and it's great at the same time. And it's so bad that it makes it better. So I don't, yeah, yeah I don't. It's fun. I can't wait to see it. But what I notice is what's fun about it is it feels like Danhausen is trying to tame a wild animal by offering it treats. You know, like, 
that's how you deal with like an out of the control. You know, you're like you're trying to create a feral a beast. Yeah, and you he's give like, it treats and you try to get it. a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, that's how it feels. And I think that's why it's kind of fun because I want to see like how is this going to work out. You know, and they are such an odd pairing, and it makes it funny. And we need a little bit of everything. We need our drama. We need our party time, and we need our like weird time. So exactly. So we, exactly then we jump into the ftr promo because he's going against adam cole and he's going to be a nasty bastard versus adam cole that's what he's doing there so that should be that should be an epic match i think that's going to be really good i'm looking forward to seeing that one and then we get on to the second best women's match i think which was magical girl versus <laughs> Riho. this match was awesome in my opinion i thought this match was really awesome they were both super professionals, and they did some some great work on the ropes. They did some great work in the ring. Um, the dragon suplex was sick. When she, I thought she really hurt Rio when she came off the ropes and landed on her face. I was like, "Oh no!" Magical girl was working the leg like she does. I mean, there's a bunch of near falls. Uh, and I made a note. I was like, best two women's ma- best women's match since the street fight is what I thought, in my opinion. Best two women's matches, the, the, the hater one and then this one, I really thought were, were fantastic. This was fantastic. Tammy, what are your notes on this one? Yay, finally Magical Splash Girl, you guys back. She's going up against Rio, who's looking great in black. Love these two. All kinds of flips and flying around. I have no idea what this word is. Oh, I think I started calling Yuka MSG because Magical Splash Girl okay. is all doing some brutal spins and twists on Rio's leg. Lots of energetic back and forth. Ooh, exciting back and forth. MSG just barely escaped a pin. They are throwing punches on the ropes. What? I don't even know what that is. MSG just slammed Riho face first off top rope and then picked up a spinning Riho. These two are really going for it. Rio rolls up and gets it. A magical professional wrestle. Love this. This was so freaking fun. I've been missing Magical Splash Girl. We talk about her all the time. Where's Magical Splash Girl? Where is she at? We miss her. She's so cool. And now finally she's back. I know. I love it. I love her. I think she's great. Chris. Yuka Sakazaki. Yuka Sakazaki's awesome. She's fantastic. Uh, so two things. One, when you said MSG, my first thought was Madison Square Garden, uh, which is synonymous with, with uh, you know, big time shows for other companies. Number two, I thought, okay, Uncle Roger loves MSG. If you're not familiar with Uncle Roger, please go watch his videos immediately. Um a youtube guy funny stuff a lot of fried rice content uh if you're into fried rice it's good stuff anyhow um yeah this was a great match uh we haven't seen Riho in a long time so it, it was fun seeing her have like uh some some real combat however when you put two smaller people in a ring together in a company that's filled with bigger people even high impact kind of stuff feels like soft. It feels um, sort of gentle in a way. Uh, but they were really good. I mean, nah. I, zero complaints. Yeah. 
but also like it almost was like watching like um like a reenactment does that make sense Hmm. interesting interesting you looked at it that way because i i did not look at it that way i looked at that as a as a really good professional match but that's i've watched riho take so many ass whoopings from big people Mm. that this was it it was just different it was it Mm. it was very like japanese style where you expect to not be able to hear the commentary and you have to read subtitles and the crowd is very quiet like it just felt different than an AEW match interesting okay it was super rad it was great. don't get me wrong i love those matches um but yeah it was just different yeah and then we jumped into spears the spears promo and uh, some of his good lines were a false sense of invincibility darkest of intentions and then on his chair he had giant killer any thoughts on this from either of you how about tammy I think I was on a snack break on that one. She might have been. So I I don't have a lot of thoughts on the Spears promo. It was okay. It was a decent promo. I don't know what that's going to play into for the Wardlow match. I want to say this, though. They did announce the uh, the women's bracket for the Owen Hart Cup, the tournament, right? Because now we've got the finalized men's brackets and the finalized women's brackets. Um, and we're looking at some serious matches here. Uh, for the women, we've got Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter, obviously Britt Baker versus whoever the Joker is for the women's yeah. division. Uh, Red Velvet versus Sheeta, somehow, mm-hmm. and Riho versus Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. These are weird. We, these are weird matchups. And then the men's side, we've got Phoenix versus O'Reilly, Samoa Joe versus the Joker, whoever that is right. on the men's side. Right. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen and Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood. I have a weird theory. All right. I, I think I think maybe the Jokers in the men's and women's division could be Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Okay. I have no clue who those people are. They are no longer WWE talent. They are fucking rock stars in professional wrestling. They are a couple. They had a kid and now they're about done with their maternity period. Hmm. I'm just saying it could happen. Well, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down. And if it happens, we'll see. If it were to happen, it'd be a holy shit kind of moment. Right. Nice. All right. I mean, I was, I was going to ask about the Jokers and, and, and who they were going to be. But, yeah, usually with Tony Khan, he pulls in new people for these type of things. Every year. Every year. Every he year. It. He does it. So then we jumped into the Lambert with Sky and Page, and they did their – he started calling everybody Baltimoreans and that their crab cakes suck now and that he compared someone to a downtown streetwalker. And I guess the mixed tag team matches called off. And then Kazarian comes out and he wants a shot at the title. And he said, and then all of a sudden, Adam, um, uh, Ethan Page yells out that SCU is dead, dude. That was and a then, good line. And then Frankie gets a shot at the title. Any, Tammy, you got any thoughts on this promo? I have some notes. Okay. Involving Kazarian. All right, too. go ahead. Okay. All right. But first, I want to say Lambert, sex work is work. So stop shaming people for it, okay? Word. <laughs> He's just trying so, to be a superhero. <laughs> I know. 
Kazarian comes out looking like a handsome bro. Kazarian always believed in Scorpio, but he wants a TNT title shot now. Ethan's jealous. Scorpio's going to fight Kazarian. That's all I have. It doesn't say if it's good or bad or anything. I think it's like fun. I like it. I actually like where we're going with this. I feel like Scorpio has like, it's been a big yawn fest and also with Kazarian, a big yawn fest. So now maybe this will take us to the next level and there'll be like some excitement going on. And, you know, we know they're all good. We know that, but I've been waiting to see some more personality shine through and some more storylines that are exciting. Nothing's been exciting with these two at all. Like I could care less when they come on. I know they're good. I know they're professional respect, all the respect, but the storyline has never grabbed me. You know that I'm just like, whatever, snack break. You know what I mean? So I am glad to see that their um, physical and wrestling talent can now also have a, a storyline that maybe we, we we may be engaged in. So They're both great, period. It's not a yeah. question of great all the time. It's are you also entertaining? True. Very true. Do I care? Okay. There's a lot uh, of great. I have never... Never ever yawned through a Frankie Kazarian match, first of all. Uh, nor have I been bored with Scorpio Sky. Um, I actually I agree with you though. Their their normal storyline angles are kind of boring. Um, and the stuff that was happening with Sammy and all that, I'm glad it's over. Uh the thing with Kaz coming out and I want my title shot, blah blah blah. Scorpio saying, Look, I'm bringing respect back to the belt. Um Yes, you'll get your title shot. Uh, Dan Lambert, stop wearing that fake belt. Put it back in a trophy case. Uh, Ethan Page, calm the fuck down. Um, all that stuff was brilliant. Yeah. And does it stir the pot for the um, the men of the year, a.k.a. American Top Team, a.k.a. whatever the fuck is going on with them? Yes. Why did we cancel the mixed tag? I think that's dumb. Um, I think I know why. Good stuff, though. Good stuff. I enjoyed this. Yeah, I think it's going to turn into something good, and I'm going to like all these guys a whole lot more after this. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, man, I I agree. I agree 100. I think this. Is and we fine. got no Sammy Guevara and no Ty Conti involved in this. Thank you, which made it feel better. Thank you. I I like them still, just I think not it's popular to not like them right now, and so they're probably staying on. I don't care what's popular. I like them as wrestlers individually. I don't Same. like them as, like, a couple on TV because uh, that's just kind of annoying, but I like that they weren't in this angle anymore. There you go. Except for the mentioning, we're not doing the mixed tag. Yeah, I think they're oh, doing that. That was weird. I don't think but... Paige is Van Zant's ready yet. That, that That's what I think. Probably not. That's well, I don't think Ty and Sammy want to deal with everyone's bullshit anymore either. They maybe they want to do some other things and chill for a while and let the heat die down while other people do shit. Paige Van Zandt's green the Jade Cargill, so she, oh, okay. Yeah, I think she's too green right now, and I think they got to get her up to a level where they feel comfortable whole wrestling Ty. Con. I don't know. They like they throw titles on anybody in this company sometimes. Like anyway, fucking. Yeah. So then yeah. we. we <laughs> We jump into Jungle Boy attacking Ricky Starks and then grabbing the FTW belt. First of what all, a baby face, huh? Well, I know what a baby face. Well, I'm telling you what, I'm starting to like Starks more and more as the weeks. I am go too, on. actually. Weirdly, <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to say that, but I do. I'm starting to like him more. I've always and more. been okay with him. 
Yeah. I didn't like him at first. I'll be perfectly honest. I was like, uh, I don't know. I think they're overhyping this guy. But then now that I see him, he's really cutting good promos. He's got, got some funny comeback lines. He's really leaning into the attitude. And he's been he's wrestled very well. So I mean I'm yes. like so I've just I've kind of been into the Starks and I'm I'm excited to see this. why they're doing this again with this. I d I don't really know, but I mean I'm sure there's probably some end game on this whole thing with them. Um but I'll be right back, guys. One second. I'll Sorry. think I think it's gonna be a good match. Then we get into Jay Lethal versus Kaneshki Takashi. Oh, I screwed his name Konosuke up. Takeshka. Konosuke Takeshka. Awesome. Thought this was a fun match, man. This were two. I mean, Takeshka's I really enjoyed a beast, it. He's a beast, man. He's a fucking monster, that kid. And he's also young. Yeah. It was a, he had a, there was just, this was a great back and forth. There was a great flipping shoulder tackle that I thought was awesome. The brain buster was sick. Um, you know, and then of course we get to the ref distraction, and there's no pin because he counted almost to ten at that point. Which, and then we flip around, and then you know, lethal gets him with the lethal injection into the pin, and then the best friends come out. Orange Cassidy comes out, Samoa Joe comes out, turns into mayhem at the end, which I thought was totally cool. But overall, and also a little weird. Also a little weird. But I really thought this match was fun. I really liked Takeshka. I hope to see him more and more in AEW. Because I really enjoyed him on the Dark episodes when they, when he was on Dark, and I was like, "Oh man, this dude's really good, man!" Yeah, and then then seeing him against Lethal, who's totally a badass in the ring, and those two going back and forth with it, it made it for a very exciting match where you know I couldn't keep my eyes off the screen. Tammy, what is your thoughts on this one? Uh oh, here we go with the notes. Oh, wow, some great moves by Lethal. Takeshita is quite the professional, too. He's serving some great moves. This is a great powering. Wow, great work. Blah, blah, blah. Great rope work. I like when people know how to use a rope. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, don't need that one. Oops, oops. Le Lethal tossed Takeshita all kinds of ways. Lots of intensity, inten in intensity and kicks and slides and footwork. Who will win? Now outside the ring, ooh, Lethal ate that divider. These two are the whole pizza. They are up on the ropes. Who's gonna throw who? Massive layer down the rope by Takeshita, what? Oh wow, Jay took that spell like a badass. Takeshita almost pinned Lethal. Lethal has magical counters. Ooh, wow, Lethal injection of burden. Holy schmoly, these, these moves by Takeshita gets Lethal pinned and not even, they didn't even recognize it? Bull fucking shit. Now the lethal gonna win. He finally lands the lethal injection. Almost a perfect wrestle. The intervention part was the only bit that made it less perfect. A whole pizza. <laughs> Chris, I don't even know what Chris has to say. He's just he's stunned over there at your notes. <laughs> the whole pizza. I that's the best thing ever. Uh those were the those were some really that might be the best notes of the show, guys. Um yeah, okay. Takeshta's fantastic. I don't think we can deny that. No. Um but it's Jay Lethal though, right? So right. 100 percent 100 percent beautiful, great match, super fun. 
I don't know why best friends came out. Neither do um, I. <laughs> that was weird. Zero relationship with Takeshita that I'm aware of. Um, and of all the people to come out, like, have they really had any kind of beef other than or well, I mean, yeah, I guess they have. Uh, with Orange Cassidy and Satnam Singh and all that yeah. stuff a couple weeks ago, whatever. I don't know. That was weird. It was a weird ending to the match, but it what a fun match though. It was. It was a lot of fun. It was a really. I thought that was. I think this was a very good Rampage. I thought. I thought Rampage was almost a little better than a lot of the matches on Dynamite. To be it was awesome. Yeah, it was. Rampage I mean, really... was fun, and it may have just been more fun because I was like fully alive at five thirty on a Friday. Like it was like. Yeah, I will watch an hour of wrestling right now, and I feel good about it. That could be um, it. But there was also a lot of good content on this show. Uh, I think Rampage could probably benefit from a different time slot. I think they could, too. I mean, obviously, the NHL playoffs are what's really pushing that to be earlier. Next week, it's going to be earlier, too. So, um, And you know what? A little early. I know someone that tried to get off work early just for it. Mm. Watching Rampage... I was like, wow, this crowd wasn't as deflated during Rampage as they were for like the last 40 minutes of Dynamite, which was weird because obviously they're in the same building and stuff. Why was the crowd so much more pumped for what was going on 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 Rampage? That was odd, it seemed like to me. Because I think that they got their second win when that match with with Tony Storm and uh, Hayter and Britt came. I mean, they saved the day. I really think that that pumped everybody up the day but then you look at it and you look at all the matches after that and they were all pretty good they you were know what i mean they were all pretty good it kept the momentum going and i think that we've that's got a big I'm... week coming up this week though oh I, man whoo, what's, hap- what's happening what's happening this week we got well i mean we've got some of these these uh owen hart tournament matches now we're in the brackets officially we've got a lot of that stuff happening this week um I, I haven't paid attention to the full cards for Dynamite or Rampage because mm-hmm. every time they talk about it now, it's like, oh shit, gotta watch that, gotta watch that. It's like it's a lot of big stuff. Yeah, and they change it, so it seems like there's like a lot of last minute stuff that pops up too. So they're gonna announce thirty things before Wednesday. That's true. That's true. But yeah, man, looking forward to it. So that wraps it up for this uh, edition of the All Elite Murder Theater podcast. We're glad you tuned in. Check it out. Uh, like the page. Like the YouTube. Subscribe. Whole nine yards. Do all that jazz. We're on social media. We're on all your podcasting uh, things that you want to get on. Podbean, the whole nine yards, all that crap. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. La, 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 la. All right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. La, la, la. Later. We'll see ya. What a lady. Ooh.